This is Tips and Tricks for Teachers podcast, the podcast for lifelong learners. This podcast is for the new teacher who wants to learn some useful techniques and strategies that can help create positive outcomes in your classroom. It is also for the seasoned teacher who wants to try alternative approaches. Listen to quick ideas that are easily implementable in your classroom. I am Miss Joanna and I host this podcast. Today's topic is Flipped Classroom Part 3. Since there are many components and principles to cover with regard to flipped classroom, I have divided the topic into a few parts. This is Part 3. I encourage you to listen to Part 1 in Episode 3, where I discuss the benefits of flipped classroom and how to maximize flipped learning, and part two in episode four, where some tips on how to do flipped classroom are covered. This is the final episode for the topic flipped classroom for now. Today's big question. How do I ensure that my students do the work that I assign for their individual learning space? Otherwise, how do I make sure that my students actually do the homework that I assign before I begin the lesson. Two important concepts for this topic, accountability and safeguards. Tip number four from episode four already talked about safeguards. The idea behind these safeguards is to ensure that the students are held accountable for their actions or inaction when it comes to doing their homework. Remember that when we talk about homework here, we are talking about the video or podcast or audio or text that they need to go through on their own and digest before it is discussed in class the following day. I would like to share with you that um, I first encountered the word safeguards in relation to flipped learning in a video that I watched that was co-created by Idotopia and John Bergman and Aaron Sams. You may want to uh, Google that and um, check out their video. The tips that I will be sharing with you here are some specific practical ideas for safeguards. All right, let's get to it. Tip number one, pose a question or two before the beginning of the material. Even before they begin watching or listening or reading, introduce the topic by asking them one or two questions. Use this to make them tune in to the topic. Then, ask the questions again in the middle or at the end of the material. Have them answer the question. Now it is up to you how you would want the children to show their answers to the questions. Here are some ways. Tip 1A. Provide a Google form where the students type their answers and you are able to view and compile the answers as the students submit them. Tip 1B. Instead of a Google form, if you are using a learning management system or learning software platform or app like Edmodo, you may ask them to type in their answers there. You may also create a quiz with two or three short questions that they can answer only if they did their homework. Tip 1C, use interactive presentation apps that allow you to gather responses like 
Paul Everywhere or Mentimeter. I do suggest that you look for Paul Everywhere and Mentimeter. Uh, they are uh, very helpful apps, so um, do look for those two. Just give them specific instructions to make sure that you can check who actually submitted their responses. You can even show the responses as word clouds or speech balloons in class the following day. Tip 1D. Answers may also be handwritten and submitted as an entry ticket to class. Tip number 2. To allow for differentiated instruction and cater to students whose learning style is not linguistic, maybe their learning style is spatial or musical or kinesthetic or interpersonal, note that these learning styles I mentioned are based on Howard Gardner's multiple intelligences. Then, you may have the children answer your question or react to the video or audio by writing a poem or expressing themselves verbally or orally or making a song, or by drawing, or making a comic strip. There are so many different ways for the students to demonstrate that they have understood the material you assigned. Give them that choice, and they may actually enjoy doing the activity, and that may motivate them to do homework, and even look forward to the next assigned material. Let me give you a specific example. Let's say your topic is past perfect continuous tense, and you created a four-minute video on the grammar structure of the past perfect continuous tense. To demonstrate if they have learned or understood the content or discussion in the video, these can be the differentiated products. The logical or mathematical learner can draw a timeline explaining when to use the past perfect continuous tense. The spatial learner may draw a similar timeline, but maybe with drawings or photographs or magazine cutouts, and maybe he wants to color it. The interpersonal learner can draw a comic strip with a scenario that uses the past perfect continuous tense in the dialogue. The kinesthetic learner can make a video with a role play of a scenario where the tense is aptly used. These are just examples. By the way, if you're wondering, um, you don't have to tell the children one by one what their product will be. What you can do is give a list of possible outputs. Make the instruction clear. For instance, show the correct use of the past perfect continuous tense. And then they choose which one they want to do. Maybe in the beginning, you want to give them a short list. Then you add to that list as time goes by, as children learn to discover on their own what kind of activities they want to do. This way, they also get to know themselves better and discover what their learning styles and preferences are. Tip number three. Tell the students that the answers to the questions you post in the homework will be discussed in class and really do it. So they know that they need to be prepared. Tell them that during class the following day, you will add two more questions about the video. And of course, this is apart from the ones that you already gave. So they will have to pay attention and maybe even take down notes. Which brings me to tip number four. Notes. Quite simple and straightforward. You may require the students to take down notes while watching the video or listening to the audio and submit the notes to you for quick viewing. 
Those are my tips for today. I hope you got something that is helpful to you. Should you have any questions or feedback, feel free to contact me by visiting missjoannaisateacher.wordpress.com or missjoanna underscore teacher on Instagram. You can leave a message there or find other ways to contact me. Again, this is Miss Joanna and this is Tips and Tricks for Teachers. I hope you tune in again next week for the topic, Alternative Assessment Ideas for Upper Grade Levels or Upper Primary. Thank you to my friend Larson for helping me come up with my topic for next week's episode. See you then.